If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the one number one game development, but game development, <laughs> number one game development podcast about game development, a life there style thereof. I am Brandon Pham, your host, and with me, it's Ray Graham. How are you doing, Ray? How you doing, Brandon? What's up? What's happening? Hey, man, it's been a while. So every once a month, we talk about the latest and greatest game news. Brought to you by Game Devs, discussed by Game Devs, to talk about things that matter to you and how it affects you. So, uh, before I get started, a little catch up, Ray. I haven't seen you for about a month. What's been happening? Yeah. Nothing. Just working, man. Just out here living life, trying to. Any trying any to... murmurs? Any any change in tides? With the, I mean, where we're. Uh, a lot of people are going back to work now. I, I think in the last month, I've been hearing more and more friends doing hybrid, you know, like Force Wednesdays meeting. I, I've heard extremities of uh, 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 game companies actually flying people that actually pieced out uh, out of state, right, permanently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doing accommodations, paying for hotels, like once every two weeks, just so that the team can get together. Are, are these yeah. things you're hearing too I'm, as well? I'm definitely seeing more more of an urge now of people wanting to get together. Um, people that have never met, even yeah. sometimes in some cases, get together to do more team bonding things and offsites. I'm seeing more, more and more of that happening. Yeah. I'm also hearing stories of offsite happened in one of the people that went to the offsite tested positive for COVID and had to spend the rest of the rest of the offsite in a hotel room. Uh, so, <laughs> so still um, too early. So there's, there's definitely, uh, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's avoidable at this point, right? People, people are tired. They want to get together and then it's happening. And I'm also hearing of like, you know, uh, certain offices having, you know, events at the office to kind of try to lure people back with like free food and free alcohol, like lure people back into the office. Um, and, and they don't really announce when things are happening, right? They just kind of say, hey, today we're going to do something for, for the people that are in the office. And it gives us, you know, it gives you a feeling of missing out. So you're like, oh, maybe I should be in the office, right? So I'm seeing I more do think more. there is a overall scheming going on. <laughs> you know, there's like a slow breadcrumbing people back yeah. into the office. Do yeah, you feel seeing, like that's the idea? Like do people used to it again, yeah, and then suddenly that, two yeah. days becomes three days, and then three days suddenly becomes just five days this week out of this month, and yeah. then you know what? It's working so well. Why don't everybody come back in? Hey, yeah. we we're sorry. We got to let you go. We're we're having like very valuable <laughs> candidates that lives near the office now. Thank you for well, your services. Yeah. I, I don't you know think? if that I don't know if that part's going to happen, quite frankly, um, because like I think the labor market right now is super hot, right, and still very much, very much in the favor of the person looking for work right now, honestly. Um, but but I am seeing a lot of like messages being sent 
oh, I was just in the office and it was such an amazing experience. Yeah. I highly recommend that if you are in the area, you should come by the office. I'm seeing a lot of that kind of stuff, which is like, yeah, I, I see what you guys Shit. are doing. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. don't believe any word of it. Um, I mean, like, I've let's heard, be real. No, yeah. I'll gotta be real. I'll be real. Like, I, I was at the office during GDC, and it's it a nice was, place. yeah, and it was nice to see people. Like, I, I have no doubt that, especially after the two years that we've had, seeing people again. Is no doubt a good experience. Like, like I, I don't think I don't think there's any lies to be found there. Oh well, I mean, the Garden of Eden can get uh, <laughs> can feel like a prison yeah. after a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the change of scenery. You know, we all love our wives yeah. and husbands, or yada yada yada. But you know, that spacing is is good like, sometimes you're okay you honey know? you're okay honey. I don't <laughs> like you yeah you know a change of scenery is always uh promoted especially for work um yeah. but i think overall if people have to pick and choose it's always going to be home right we'll i'll go out for lunch you know we'll make adjustments so it's it's never like yeah. a one or the you know it's never going to be in office no one's going to choose that i do hear like uh, a lot of conspiracy. A lot of these places do these sur- surveys now, right? It's like, hey, guess what? Fifty-three percent of people say they want to be back in the office. Like I've yeah. seen these kind of reports uh, from people. It's like I don't know, and and my friends who are looking around, it's like I'm a manager of this company, and none of but nobody I talk to <laughs> have said that they. If it's fifty percent, it should be you know pretty frequently yeah. um but I, I do feel like there is some kind of strings being pulled I think, here to, yeah to, i think, to, to kind of I think everybody that. i think everybody's different there's some people that just don't like being home at all and yeah. every chance they could get they're going to be back in the office and then there's others that are never in the office and then there's a group of apple employees that are quitting and, and sending letters yeah saying say that apple's forced return to office is just not what's up for them you know what i mean so so i i'm seeing it all over the place but i'm definitely seeing messages being sent hey y'all maybe you should consider coming to the office every once in a while i am seeing an increase an increase of that for sure well that that is a perfect segue to something i want to talk about uh so let's go straight to this is the roundtable news episode therefore anything that we talk about uh is our own opinion. Please do not try to get either of us fired. Um, mostly talk on behalf of Ray here. And uh, <laughs> let's get right to it, guys. Um, let's see here. Ooh. What's wrong? What's wrong? I, I just saw the headline. It's a All spicy, right. spicy headline. So it's spicy because of a couple reasons. But um, let me try to go full screen here so people can read off of it. Uh, let's see. That's too full screen. Let's do this. You got a ways in there. There you go. Yeah. All right. So uh, the big headline here is like I I I I kind of make this hypothesis a while back. I was saying that at some point it's a seller's market right now. Uh, I, I I would say it's really starting to be a buyer's market again. That thing will reverse, and when it reverses, it's going to be reversing hard. Right. The main reasoning is that. Uh, I'm hearing too much uh, issues um, with with AAA remote. You know, the fact is overall, uh, you know, sales and growth have 
slowed down. Um, I think most most people are not having an easy time working from home, right? The adjustment period, maybe another few years, it could work, but most people are not that disciplined, unfortunately. Uh, and the people who are thriving have been doing side gigs forever or are uh, or at least freelance or have done extra projects before. So they kind of have this rhythm, uh, have kind of like this office space dedicated, this time. And um, for that reason and the reason why I think most employee uh, employers are kind of luring people back because they see the statue they're saying we're losing money and uh, it's not working but how do we convince people to come back right so this is what we're seeing and i saw this headlines earlier uh and i feel like the tech jobs um were leading the way at the beginning of pandemic and let's say netflix right netflix made a shitload of money um, at the beginning uh, and are now showing really slow growth or at least a huge drop in subscription slowing, for the first slowing, 10 years. Yeah, slowing growth for the first Slowing time, growth, right? Yeah. Where uh, instead of going for a hiring push, they're actually doing layoffs now, right? Yeah. So uh, same with uh, Meta in this past month. Meta reported... Um, I, I thought the money train on that would last a little longer to, to kind of uh, <laughs> to kind of power uh, Zuckerberg's dream project right for the next ten years because that's he said so himself that the VR game is a slow game and it's going to take a while for for to see a re, uh, an ROI right return on investment uh, but basically the shareholders saying you don't have that much time so for the first time they're actually pausing hiring over at Meta, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So we're seeing that with Netflix, Meta, and we're kind of seeing that with uh, uh, not too much of layoff at Google, but Google is kind of doing the, um, everyone's back in the office now. I mean, they're they're not everyone, but they're like 50%. They're trying to get everyone back in the office. They're very committed to the physical location, right? Um, oh, what else? So, like, I'm sure you're you've heard some of this, right? I know I'm talking a lot about tech companies, but they're kind of like the leaders of well, kind of this movement for us. But I, I feel th- like, yeah, but also I think um, talking about the tech companies is interesting. Um, so, like, there's a couple. Of like, okay, I'm gonna caveat everything I'm about to say with I am not an economist. I this is not financial advice, okay. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera right? Yeah. Um, but like. What you're seeing is in cases like this, you're seeing the change that Apple made to privacy and their ads, how, how ads are surfaced and the, ad, the information that people can query about people. Um, that change that Apple made really affected Facebook's ad revenue. Yeah. Right? Meanwhile, Facebook is also pouring money into Metaverse but pouring money, right? Billions of dollars, right? Yeah. And um, and at the same time, inflation is like going through the roof. At the same time, everybody's working from home and pandemic slowdowns. And then at the same time, global market sell-off in high-risk growth stocks, right? 
Mm-hmm. So all, all around it, it, it doesn't look good for, for the bottom line, right? And, and then the investors, because Facebook is a public company, has to be, Facebook has to do something to stem spending to make the numbers look good and, and, and show better better trajectory on, on their path, right? So enter, enter Facebook hiring freeze, right? I think it's a combination of all of those events that, that, that led to that in particular so I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the job market's cooling down we'll see right oh you know like well, what happens over the next couple of months we'll see when the new inflation numbers come out is inflation going down or is inflation going up uh i, I think you will see some some market reactions there that may help uh facebook's fortunes and i, and I think right now all of the the high growth speculative tech stocks are just getting hammered Right, because future money is not worth so much when you have high inflation, right? And it might, and it might make better sense to hold on to that money or to put it put the money into something else that is not Facebook, Netflix, Uber, etc. Right, and so that's where you're seeing just people pulling their money out of the market to to go do something else with it. Maybe yeah, even this, this, maybe even just sit on it and and wait this whole thing out. But yeah, yeah, putting crypto or NFTs. <laughs> yeah. Well, crypto, crypto's down too, right? Crypto's so, so taking like, a dump. Yeah, crypto's yeah, yeah. taking so a huge there's, dump. There's no, there's no safe harbor when it comes to these, like anything that's highly spec- speculative and and a little bit more risky and, and focused on growth is just taking a beating right now. Yeah, who would have thought uh, how fake money that has no real value. <laughs> would not work out that's crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're you're saying that mostly it's not exactly a cool off it's just people are scared and yeah, I, well i think there's definitely a lot of fear going on um and i don't know if it's the market cooling off or like but I, but i definitely know it's impacting all of these companies is impacting their bottom lines it, it, they already were some of them were already not profitable anyway but then when you start seeing, um, and in Netflix's case, there's their numbers. They, it was really like Apple TV plus Disney plus Paramount plus there's so much competition out there right now. It was bound to take a chunk out of their subscription numbers. You know what I mean? Um, even though they were looking, sitting high and pretty during the pandemic, but their, their competitors were, were sitting pretty high and pretty too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's so all these things just the whole situation of what's going on in the world right now and then the war in ukraine doesn't help at all either right so all of this stuff that's going on in the world right now is just making people say mm, i i let me take a more conservative approach you know and that is impacting all their stocks their bottom lines their earnings and and they're starting to figure out how to how to stem the tie and the first thing the number one cost for a lot of these companies is headcount right yeah so layoffs, employees, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, it definitely. So all the companies I kind of was bringing up and then reading off of, it, it makes yeah. sense that it starts with those first because those were the first ones that actually benefited with the pandemic went down. You know, all the all the money went to tech. Netflix mm-hmm. had like a record breaking quarter. Uh, Facebook was you know seeing a huge jump. Um, mm-hmm. Even Robinhood, right? I was I'm reading here. Robinhood is kind of being hit with a lot of layoffs right now, 
um, yep. based off this news article saying that it's cutting 9% of his workforce uh, after mm-hmm. the company's headcount grew from around 700 uh, employees in 2019 to 3,800 at the end of 2020. And I'm surprised, I'm surprised you're not talking about Peloton. Peloton took a huge <laughs> well let's talk about Peloton Peloton is one of the big tech companies I had money in Peloton uh, I had it when it was like $40 went all the way to 100 right 100 yeah. past 100 it went 100 like 10 or something and then um, <laughs> yeah I think Peloton has I Peloton as a product is still solid man it, it's one of the best I think community uh, well, obviously the first, and still the best because there's a lot of people copying um, its its packaging right now. Yeah. But I still think uh, out of everyone, uh, the quality of it is uh, ranked among the best. Um, so I think it just got hit with like a barrage of bad bad press. Um, first reporting with the kid getting. Was it the kit being stuck on it? It was malfunctioning. Oh yeah, yeah, they had yeah, yeah. It had no bar, so like you yeah. can't. If you stick your arm underneath it, of course. But yeah. like, um, even then, it was. They had a like a like a lock safe system in its treadmill where this wasn't. Uh, yeah, it had its treadmill right, lock safe uh, mechanism. When it, where the key is disconnected, you can't activate it, right? But people leave the keys in, so I think it was, that was kind of unfair. Where they kind of completely—I mean, that's pretty I mean, much all treadmills right there. I, I, no, I mean they—they they recalled it because because they they, they had to. There's there, there was something wrong, right? And, sure. and they're like, and they're like, they recalled it, and that's the right thing to do. But like that was even the the their problems. So the, the main problem was like pandemic growth. Oh yeah, they Soon. weren't even able to meet it. Yeah. Well, not just that, but then they scaled up hugely to meet that demand and assumed that that demand would be there forever. And then as soon as they're like, oh, wait a second, <laughs> the demand is not there anymore. People started going like gyms opened again and people started uh, going going back to the gym or, or or not being at home all the time. And immediately, immediately that demand tapered off. They saw it in their numbers. They announced, oh, hey, we have to adjust our, adjust our findings. And then all the investors, everybody was like, oh, no, the, the worst thing you could do is miss your targets and 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 not meet expectations. And then it just it just fell off. Um, I, I did. I definitely did, though, buy in when it when it cratered, you know, and so I'm, I, I do think it is still a good company in a long term play for over three years. But but it's it, it's another one of those things where it was like they, they thought the pandemic growth was going to last forever, you know. Yeah, and they then innovate, and yeah. they, I think they scaled up too late too because it was a, yeah. it was a year well, was, in, man. Yeah, there before. was definitely yeah there was definitely a time where they couldn't meet demand, but then they 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 got back in control of it and scaled up hugely and spent a lot of money in it, and then it was like, oh wait, no, we shouldn't do this, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I heard they had like a whole Sex in the City episode. About oh, a yeah. fictional character <laughs> that died using it yeah, too, yeah, yeah, and it was a fake that. character. It was enough to kind of uh, yeah. completely tank it. Um, but I mean, there are rumors still responding to that. It was funny. Anyway. Yeah, there are rumors that you know Amazon, Apple, they're still. I mean, there's been rumors like one of those companies should buy them, but, but they should be bought. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a solid bike. It's a great company. But the most the reason why we're talking about all these tech companies is because they are the beginning of the pandemic 
profiting and benefiting. And now we're starting to see that these companies are the first to kind of have a uh, kind of sort of a backlash from growing too fast mm-hmm. uh, during those two years. Uh, and so that also means, you know, games and game companies that benefited uh, are going to start to see Maybe. the effects. No, let, let me pull it up. You know, yeah. Warzone. <laughs> oh, yeah, Warzone was the hottest game. shit ever <laughs> during the pandemic. Everybody and their mom was playing it because they had to. But, yeah. you know, aside from Activision's many, many issues that keeps popping up every week, uh, you know, there's someone new suing them over something. Uh, Call of Duty last year, Vanguard especially, uh didn't meet numbers uh, and there was starting to be like a fall um, in interest, a huge fall. I was, let me kind of look this up. Um, the number was pretty staggering um, yeah, in terms of drops. But isn't that, isn't that because, isn't that because Warzone is the popular game. Everybody's playing Warzone and then you come up with Vanguard and everybody's like, nah, I'm tired of that. I'm I'm over here playing Warzone, you know? Like, like, haven't we been saying for years that we're tired of Call of Duty's campaign and, and the same old thing? Like, no, I think that's part of it. There's, you know, Call of Duty fatigue, you yeah. know, for sure. Um, but uh, in Vanguard, you know, every once in a while, there's a, there's a entry to the series that isn't as popular you know this this year people are looking forward to the rumored next modern warfare from infinity Ward, so it might mm-hmm. see a kick up but uh i think it, it just so happened that no matter what call of duty came out this is the year where you know kind of like the start of the pandemic um companies or licenses or whatever got a kick uh they're they're starting to fall and and warzone uh, like look at this it lost a third of its players over this last year i mean that's a huge 35 percent uh drop and you can't completely just uh 33 percent 33 percent drop off so if one from 150 million monthly after users to 100 million right and so, yeah, Vanguard is part of it, but, you know, there's probably, in reality, just a lot of people out in the world again, going back to jobs. Um, uh, camp, can't look, play as much. Can't play as can't much. Play as much yeah. Looking forward to being on vacation, you know, hanging out with friends, you know, all the stuff that we were complaining about during that year. You can do now. Um with most masks lifted and people obviously less fearful of the virus, right? Uh, life, I think, if anything, is pretty much closer to normal. Uh, there's still some people wearing masks, but when I go outside, it's it feels like pre-pandemic. Um, you know, I'm hanging out in Disneyland every weekend. I don't, I don't. <laughs> there's like, it's not the same anymore. So that is the. I think in large part has to do with people trying to just going back to their, their lives. Right. Which is why I'm trying to connect the dots here. It's kind of, you know, this is naturally how people are. There was a tremendous growth in the game sector. Now we're going to see that dramatic drop as expected, right? Just like stocks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be that dramatic. Cause I, I think 150 these, to 100, man, million like, I, think, monthly no, I think in a lot of these cases, it's, it's more, 
we just keep pumping them out. And yeah. people are just like, bruh, slow down, please relax. You know? Yeah. And, and didn't they announce like the next cult, they're going to take a year off or something? Before they yeah. They're going to do it once they're going to return to the model when it's ready. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's not even every three years or four years. It's more like because Warzone and their online component is so strong as a yeah, business that, model now. They can just chill on that for a while. They can okay. chill on it. All right. Which yeah. is, you know, th- yeah. they've always planned it to be that way. So it's not yeah. like a surprise. Like, dude, um, like uh, on Grand Not Grand Turismo, sorry. Grand Theft Auto Online, yeah. man. Like, like that's still going super strong. Def Online, Red Dead Online. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Online is probably more popular, but you know, every year they can just uh, repolish even, Grand Theft Auto Five and not even re-release just more popular. it. Popular. It's it's it has spanned like what two console generations? Like it's yeah, been that's what I mean for a while, yeah. right? Like yeah, I mean. well, PS Six will come out. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> announce here first. Grand Theft Auto Five re <laughs> repolish will be will be a launch title. Like it's All right. crazy. Like they they just they're milking it and getting. I mean, what else does Take Two have now besides NBA Two K and Grand Theft Auto? I mean, what is a gear? What's what's a game every year that? What was the last game that was a big deal? It's been a while. Bioshock, but yeah. Bosh, no, like within the last couple of years, what was the last two uh, K take two game that well, we're talking about? Days, last couple of years was probably Red Dead, right? Red Dead was four years ago. <laughs> Man, I lost all track of time. <laughs> yeah, Red Dead was four years ago. Yeah, yeah. isn't but this crazy? Was, what what take like, two game are talking? But about I like here? that. I like that model though, where they're like, let's just release one amazing game, game. one amazing game that people are going to play for a while. And then it gives us time to to make something that's really differentiated instead of just churning out something year after year. And they, they have NBA. They have All right. NBA you make it sound like they stuff. plan for that shit, man. It, it's literally, oh shit, these are the games that are selling. And thank yeah. God that they're still no, selling. I, I think though, I think by the time they did Red Dead, they they understood what was up, right? Because it, that was already like what six years of uh Grand Theft Auto online, right? You know what I mean? So well, let's see all these game studios that are not delivering right now, right? So, uh, <laughs> <This guy. laughs> let's see who's, uh, who's going to be pissed, right? So, uh, well, you know, we've got Rockstar, you know, uh, two out of three of the games that we're still talking about, Red Dead, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Grand Theft Auto that's why they're the darlings, that, that's why they're the masters. 2K, you got the NBA 2K games, obviously delivering every year, still awesome. And then, mm-hmm. you know, this private division that's the indie publishing arm i guess um yeah, what so. yeah. projects do they have under that let me i'm curious I've, 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 it's so private that no one even talks oh, about all the all the world dude all the world that's the nintendo ds all right no it's not on ds it's, it's also on pcs on every platform all right hashtag hashtag made with unity um Oh, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a bomb. Ollie, that's cool. Ollie, Ollie World is is really dope. Yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, and then next is Ghost Story, which is Ken Levine never shipping a game studio. <laughs> Continuing, is isn't that a you know at some point, man, you gotta you gotta recognize that this guy's trouble, right? It's like, hey, here's a guy who takes forever to ship a game. He closed down that studio right when they shipped Infinite, which was critically acclaimed, at least. And I think sold all right. Oh, dude. Borderlands, the, the Borderlands folks just released that tiny Tina Wonderlands game. 
that's 2k publishing though that's not the same as 2k own that's still gearbox isn't isn't gearbox owned by them now or no gearbox no gearbox actually recently got bought by um who's that who who are they under now gearbox bought got bought by uh remember yeah who did he get bought by no they still said randy pitchford Got happy. That's for Square Enix. So no, we're gonna talk about the next no. Embracer Group. No, no, that's Square Enix. Yeah, no, no. They still say they're independent, like at least according to the website. No, they got bought by someone. Yeah. Let me look that up. Um, you think about like two K? I thought. Oh wait, here it goes. Uh, oh yeah, they they were bought. They were bought by. In Embracer group. Embracer? Yeah. I, I doubt that's how you pronounce it, but yes. Um, the Swedish Swedish company that owns THQ Nordic and Koch, Koch Media. Ah. How do you spell it again? E-M-B-R-A-C-E-R. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. All right, let's it's go a, to the, the same, next piece it's, of news. It's the same. It's the same company that bought Square Enix. Right? Yes. So let's talk yeah. about that, man. Um, continue on the trend for acquisitions. Square Enix, the studio that says you'll never sell enough for us to break even, uh, <laughs> sold a bunch of valuable IPs. Man, I'm, I'm surprised. Clearly, clearly not. Clearly not. <laughs> They're valued only three hundred million dollars. Uh, Tomb Raider. Not. They Clearly just, not. <laughs> De- Deus Ex Thief. All right, let me. Let's just no. Let's just be real. No, let's be real. Let's be real. All of those are games that we liked to play. We we played them. We enjoyed them. Um, but they are not games that have returned the numbers that Square Enix is looking for. Right, man. So it's not. They're not. All right. right. I just want to see this deal with. Um, all right. So Embracer Group emerged merged with Gearbox. They didn't buy them. They merged with them. Um, let me pull this over so you can see this. They merged with Gearbox, uh, who owns, of course. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to find out how much they bought it for. I want to compare these prices here. <laughs> The day one purchase price amounts to $363 million in total on cash and debt-free basis, of which $175 million is paid in shares in uh, the residual and cash. $360 million. Is it really all they bought Gearbox for? Like three hundred sixty million. I thought it was like a billion dollar mill. Uh, no, no, no. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Well, Gearbox only has Borderlands. I guess they also owned Brother in Arms and Homeworld. Damn. Yeah, Homeworld. And they got the new game, Tiny Tina's. But that's Borderlands spinoff, isn't it? I don't even know if it's been. A, I, I don't know the the lore or anything like that. It, it's kind of has tiny a, Tina is. Kind of has a yeah, maybe yeah, maybe. I'm not that well versed on the IP to know. I trust you on that. 
All right, so it is more than that. Look, look, look. Oh, I need something cleaner. 363 million. This 363 is million. And then optional earnout of 300 million for six years. That's yeah. It. Oh, dude, here we go. I knew I read it right. Here we go. It's a one point three billion dollar deal, but it's it's structured. It's structured basically like if we if we if you stay around for six years, you'll get the rest of it, kind of thing. Yeah, the bosses. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Randy, pretty much. <laughs> one point three billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that seems crazy. That seems crazy. But yeah. that's why I'm saying Tomb Raider. But it's not. But that's not the full. Like, like again. Like, if you you saw the terms on the other page, right? It's like part of it up three hundred million up front. Yo, people, and then people. and then another, and then the rest of it basically what another three hundred million over six years. Yeah, Fall and then con transaction. Yeah, and then financial earn out seven hundred fifty million over six years. Bro, come on. Yeah, we we we've slumbered through a job before three to six years is nothing for 700 million dollars bro clock and clock out dude i'm pretty sure there's probably some financial targets on that sure maybe it's attached but still i mean to be valued i mean what do they really have besides borderlands is it billboard i guess a movie is coming out i guess they are a billion dollar franchise yeah. Is that the deal? They have three Borderlands. The movie's coming out with Kevin Hart in it. Yeah. See. Yeah. Now, see you. You're reporting on this. Yeah. You're reporting all the information. Bro. Agreed. the The rest of it over six years is only payable upon agreed financial and operational targets in the next six years. Yeah, they got to hit certain so, numbers. So they they got to hit certain numbers and certain targets over the next six years to get that dough. Right. So that's. You know, Still, this like, this is where I I don't yeah. understand these game deals nowadays because look at look at this man I'm I'm looking at Square Enix and I'm looking at those bomb ass licenses you telling me all those don't equate to Borderlands and Homeworld I'm pretty sure probably all of those have not made as much money as Borderlands probably a uh, Tomb Raider alone has like four movies. <laughs> <laughs> If two Angelo Jolie movies and a reboot, right? Or yeah. I mean that's those and those were making money, right? I'm I, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Um, but I, I, I do I do know that uh especially Day Sex and Thief, that's the those are niche, those are niche audiences that's selling to those games, you know. Um like we we like them. We I'm sure I've I've played them, you've played them, but I think they're good games, but they're Square Enix is like, nah, you guys got to come correct. And on top of it, like, you know, IDOS, you know, IDOS is a fancy new office in Montreal and, and, and all of the Marvel games they were making didn't really bring in the dough that Square Enix wanted, you know, and, and, and they just didn't want to bother, you know, with continuing to lose money and pouring money into the, into it. You know what I mean? Look at this. Uh, Let me read this from Geek Culture. Yeah, the three hundred million deal uh, dollar deal feels like a low price deal for uh, Square Enix (laughs) when compared to the one point three billion deal for Gearbox. All right, collective profit of four million, bro. However, the three companies being sold have only managed a collective profit of four million dollars last year, with total equity equity assets valued at one hundred and twenty million. So the assets they have. Are only valued at 120 million dollars. 
Uh, Embracer targets to close the deal by September 2022. It's coming up and has expectations for the new purchases to generate at least $50 million in revenue in the third financial year after the deal closes. Really? What are mm-hmm. they releasing to generate $50 million? $50 million sounds, sounds, has actually quite fair. $50 million is very conservative, it sounds like. Well, conservative, it sounds like a lot (laughs) if they're only making $4 million the last year, right? Three companies being sold only at about $4 million last year, yeah. So they must be having uh, games being released or something, right? Oh, that's terrible, man. (laughs) I do feel like there's some kind of like, you're talking about putting, you know, people are nesting their money, putting their um, money away, taking less chances. I feel like there's a lot of insurgence of money in the game industry all of a sudden oh, in the past right. year and a half. Yeah, Is definitely. that part of it? Is that the theory? I, I don't know if it, like, to me, get, investing money into a game company seems really risky. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, there's a lot of money out there flowing around. Uh, maybe it's just like, you know, it's just harboring, right? They're just harboring the money. They don't care if it, yeah. there's a return. Well, I'm I reading think, this I article, always, dude. I think you but, always care if there's a return, but it's just a matter of like how long are you going to wait for there to be a return? You know? But look at like we just read an article, right? It yeah. took this journalist five minutes to break down the math, right? And it still doesn't add up to the three hundred thirty million that they bought it for. It's like, well, the last year assets. You know no, but you know what this is only right? generate one hundred twenty four, so we'll double it and buy them. It's like okay, <laughs> but you know, you know how this goes, right? It's long. These are long term investments. You know, video games long term investment, man. And and on top of it. Like you said, those IP, the IP is something, right? So pretty right now. Yeah. So for em, Embracer Group, however you pronounce it, um, the IP is worth something for them. Whereas Square Enix is like, nah, you get out of this because because they just didn't know what to do with it, right? In a way that they could actually generate a lot of money or the money that they expected to generate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard business, man. And also, like, also all these companies, yeah, they're in they're in hot markets where it's it's hard to hire people, or where it's expensive to hire people, and and yeah, like I think screenings just didn't have the appetite for it. You know. Well, I mean they they've been pretty upfront about how they feel about Tomb Raider or any any games released by Crystal. It's multiple, always underwhelming. Yeah. Multiple Tomb Raider games. Avengers. Um, there's a thief there was a thief game, the Avengers game, the the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Like they poured a lot of money into this stuff and, and didn't really get much return. Right. Yeah, I mean Crystal recently just took over the uh was it the initiative? Games? Yes. Yeah, they're working. Perfect Dark. With, uh, yeah, they're working with the initiative. I heard. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think they took over Perfect Dark for Microsoft or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just surprised, man. I'm. I, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Yeah. You know, Sony and Microsoft going hard in the paint, buying up these studios, and they looked at Crystal with all these IPs, and they're like, Nah. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Uh, uh, I mean, they're I, buying. I don't know. Ob- if, Oblivion, don't know. not Oblivion. Um, Obsidian, Obsidian the games. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. What do they buy that for? Talk or not? Oh come on! For three hundred million dollars, you're telling me? <laughs> 
Microsoft looked at all those IPs like, no, nah, I don't want any of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to look. I'm going to see if we can shit our pants here. I'm going to see how much they bought Obsidian for. Oh, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a lot. I don't. I, can't, I seem to remember. I can't remember. I feel like anything under a billion dollars these days is cheap. Let's see. Um, they acquired in exile. Doesn't show the price. Uh, Obsidian, blah blah blah. I am. They're not being kind of shy about the pricing for this. Can't find it right away. Microsoft buys Obsidian. Who knows? I was trying to find it, but I'm not seeing anything. Must be a new thing where they're sharing how much money they spent it for. Because, you know, that was a few years ago. Yeah, even the venture beat article doesn't really mention uh, mention price. Ninety percent done. Oh, no price. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you be surprised if it's more or less? That's not what. Uh, if Microsoft bought a city in less than the Square Enix licenses, yeah, I would not be surprised if it was less than three hundred million for Obsidian. What if it was more? I would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying Obsidian is not worth more than these Tomb Raider games? What yeah, that? that that is what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> I, I think. I think that goes without saying. Oh my God. Let's see. I think I'm close to finding out here. Uh, if I don't, I apologize. Reach out to Polygon. Man, that's odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the crazy thing is the initiative is a newly formed Microsoft studio and they have all these money to buy studios and they couldn't put more to to make that studio work i mean is that so much poison in the wells over there or something no i i think it's just you know it's it's the standard build versus buy right do you build up a whole new video game team that has ever worked together before uh, or do you just buy a whole ready-made studio and have ready-made content, ready-made IP and a, and a loyal fan base, right? You know, and, and it's like, which one of those is the cheaper option? And I think like in this, you know, we talk about the job market, in this job market, you're trying to hire people and get them on your team. And it just takes such a long time and it costs, it costs real money. So, so if you could buy a whole a whole studio that has IP and is ready to, ready to go, like why not? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's just the fundamentals of a bad. <laughs> I agree with you, man. Game game businesses are hard to invest in, man, because it, it has so much to do with 
people, yeah. right? And every studio is, uh, it's not just the people individually, it's the makeup of people's personality, like how well did they fit together to deliver? Mm-hmm. And even if they had a hit before, it's not a guarantee because the the the, the makeshift of people leaving and coming yeah. well, changes, mean, changes every time. But it changes the, the calculation. If it's at least a team that has kind of made something before, that gives you a little bit more faith that they can do something. Like yeah, it's slightly better than a new team yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, you're counting on the leadership. But we've seen that time and time again, all these people who leave, uh, you know, lead of uh, uh, Battlefield, right? Uh, just completely flopping uh, because, oh, guess what? It took a thousand people to make that game work. Yeah. <laughs> so this one guy doesn't, you know, can't 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 make up the difference there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's only a few studios like that, man. The Rockstar team, even Rockstar, you know, they change up a lot. But somehow, I think they've kept the most pivotal people. I mean, how how else do they make a team like that work? It amazes me every time. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, you know. Speculate. Yeah. Well, more than speculation. But but I don't want to basically be just throwing folks up under the buses and stuff, right? But, like. Everyone's you know, under the bus. Right it, now. it takes a lot, you know. Rockstar games take a long time to come out, like for reasons. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, and it's and when you take that long, and you work hard, and you have really picky people at the top who are the creative decision makers, mm-hmm. right? You're going to end up producing something that is of their their quality expectations right and their quality expectations seems to always sell right but then it takes a long time for those games to get made because of the process of making them and burning people out and upsetting people and pushing them to the limit right but a good game ends up coming out in the end but that's why it takes so long for those games to get made you know what i mean yeah, but those games—the definition of long—that's why development stories I, I, I hear. Well, I mean, the 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 definition of long development have changed greatly since Grand Theft Auto Five. You know that that was an eight year, or was it Red Dead? You know, eight years is kind of there. I, I would still say eight years is a long. It is a long time, but then you look at games like Star Citizen and other games who are that ambitious, and they're never coming out. <laughs> I would, I would not i would not count games that have not come out as long developed you know what i mean like i, I mean most games are coming out like the call of duty stuff we we're talking about before they're coming out they're turning those things out every two two three years turning it out you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. and they got team staggered and so they could have one every year and they just got an old pipe find out it's a well-oiled machine right but, but that's then, a, uh, those games come on man. those games do not they do not compare to uh, grand theft auto that I, game is I, insane Amount I of agree. I yeah. agree, but that, but 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 even in that eight-year time frame, a lot of that insane amount of details also achieved by just pushing people to the yeah. Here's the thing, man. I I do feel that they have some type of magic sauce over there. They're some kind of demonic, satanic rituals, because like you give that amount of time. To any other developer that is not Rockstar and try to make those games, they're not going to be able to do it. So it, there's more to it than 
the amount of time. There's definitely well, the right well, I, people. Well, I said, I, I yeah. said also like you have people at the top making the creative decisions that are the same. It's the housers, right? Like it's it's like those guys, right? They That's make a, the decisions. I, <laughs> and they've always made the decisions, right? That's but cool. I'm still, yeah. Even then, <laughs> I'm so impressed. Like, how can these two guys be that damn consistent and have that? Ability to control. Well, they are consistent. What are you talking about? I mean, what I mean, Grand Theft Auto have been amiss? What Red Dead have been amiss? It's only gotten better and bigger. I mean, like, look like, at Cyberpunk. They yeah, they tried to do a Grand Theft Auto Cyberpunk, and they fell flat on their face, <laughs> fucked up, and, running away, and, all, and like all that. Shit. I yeah. I hear stories of the tools that they use to make you know at rockstar you know and the team the tools that they have and it's nothing but endless stream of complaints about about the tools oh the how to make the game the actual editor and stuff of course yeah yeah and that's proprietary yeah and then what you see is really just brute force you know you're just seeing like brute force and 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 an unyielding desire for quality and that's why it takes that's why it takes so long right if they had better tools maybe to be quicker actually yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so. Like the only games and franchises that kind of come close are, you know, your old pals at Ubisoft, you know, the Assassin's Creed. They do have kind of like, well, I mean, like in terms of open world, it's not close, right? It's not what? close as in like <laughs> detailed and Grand Theft Auto, but they are the closest in terms of. The ability to deliver open world games on a consistent basis. What other companies can do that besides them? Okay, on a consistent basis. There's I Far Cry. Guess, there's Assassin's Creed. You know, Watch they Dogs. You know, these yeah. are huge IPs yeah, that I have an audience of their own. What, what's that? I guess um, you're right. But... Ubisoft massive game that Division was huge. Division, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of like open world ips and consistently they've been able to still i mean even with assassin's creed it was just overkill right oversaturation and they took a break and when they came back it was you know Ball they just picked Ball it up is, again yeah it yeah. was definitely a pretty decent game yeah so i you know you being part of that machine what what, what were you seeing over there that might be somewhat relative to the rock star philosophy a, here. a giant bonfire and bodies being thrown <laughs> in it that's what i saw it's a lot of people thrown into the fire. and that works seriously i'm not yeah. like i'm dead serious yeah i guess it works but like but now but now everybody i know that's been there has quit yeah. So, so uh, what a perfect segue all right let's talk about this yeah. <laughs> they're either quitting or starting unions right so <laughs> infamously a couple years ago uh unionization i think it was three gdc's ago right or four you know when unionization was starting to pick up pace people are starting to talk about it right out of the the hidden hidden corners out of their you know uh, dark dark rooms, right? It was at least openly being discussed, and you were laughing. He's like, oh, "I'll be 
It'd be forever. Good luck is what you said, did, right? Did, Leon did Nixon I, did style. I, did, did yeah. I say that? Did I say yeah. That? And I was telling you, it is only a matter of time because we're upset. We're yeah. mad as hell. What's that? What's that quote? Wanna, and we're not going to yeah. take it anymore. I wanna, no, I just want to put on record, right? That I am 100% for unions. I just never, I just never thought. <laughs> that it would happen. reach this point. That it would even, yeah. Like it's a, it has happened, but I would never thought it would have resulted in what is there like three unions now or something like that yeah. or, and then like maybe a couple others that are trying to organize. I never thought we would get to that point. Yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk and catch people up a bit, right. For people who aren't paying attention. So uh, I think Raven QA Raven software from uh, Activision was one of the first big ones, mm-hmm. right. That was announcing uh, uh, unionization um, because but quality I assurance. Thought they, I thought they all got fired or something like that after that. Or, or something like that. I mean, I mean, it's the same story. Right? They were overworked and they felt like they were underpaid, right? Yeah. And um, Activision, in response, instead had a massive QA hiring push. They basically full time converted all contractors QA, like a thousand of them, uh, except for the ones who are on strike or unionizing that that original group that made it happen, right? So in a way, success, right? Uh, that, that group just have to take a hit. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what happened, right? Yeah, they, they unionized and then Activision was like, okay, all the people that are not in the union, we're gonna like increase your benefits and wages and things. And full-time hiring, full-time, <laughs> which is what they wanted. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> it's, it, no, it's, okay, one, one, it's hilarious, yes. Yeah. Two, it's a very asshole thing to do. It's super but, asshole uh, thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's hilarious. Uh, and then the second one is this uh, recent one, uh, unless there's one that I forgot in between. But Bioware Edmonton, it's not even them, right? It's a, it's a group out of Keyword Studios that was helping with Bio, Bioware Edmonton, right? So it's the headlines are, are kind of um, misleading. Misleading. Of course they are. Yeah. But it's like basically a co-development studio that was helping Bioware. And they were still, uh, they were on location, funny enough. And, um, you know, their their paying wages was below everybody else in that area, um, which is, is, is messed up, right? But um, what we're what seeing happens. is... That's what happens if you work for like a contractor, right? They yeah. hire you low and then contract you out. You Super high and double, yeah, double yeah. the rate. Um, exploited, yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> what was interesting is that a large part of the courage for people to uh, unionize is because of the pandemic, right? Pandemic definitely, you know, sped through a lot of this. There's a lot of um, anti-corporate sentiment in the air right now for game studios, um, uh, employees over game studios. And um, not being in the office definitely helps people be more brave about speaking out. Um, there's a lot more support. Uh, of ill treatment of you know um, under representative people like QA and in this case contractors so the, the, the timing the trifecta of what needed to happen happened and this is gonna I mean I, I'll my, my take is it's gonna snowball um, like injustice any slight of injustice people are gonna threaten unionization and I think employers are, are because it's a seller's market, sort of. I'm, I'm saying that I, I feel like it's crawling out of the seller's market, but we're still in that space 
where employers are still fearful of losing people. So, oh, what, yeah. what's your take? What, what do you think? Like within the next year or two, we're going to start hearing more major companies having to kind of fold. Do you see this as a global U.S. thing where the global U.S. game devs are, are going to band together? I, what do you think? Because I'm not even seeing the companies folding. I'm seeing them employ union buster techniques to try yeah. to stop it more so than anything. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, like I, I think it's a whole combination of things like, you know, the whole, you know, B2 movement, a lot of the reckoning happening at, at the companies around harassment and treatment of employees just came to a head and pandemic and all the things you said. Right. Mm-hmm. And then people were just like, yeah, you know, we've been talking about unions for a long time. Right. And people just like, it's, it's time to finally do something about this. Let's go. Right. Um, oh, the other one's game workers unite. Right. But that, yeah. that one was, it's kind of not, it wasn't like, really focused on an individual company per se. It was kind of more yeah. just trying to try to unionize everybody. Office, yeah. um, so I haven't really seen much traction, I guess, but they, I'm sure they've helped out like the, the, the blizzard employees and things like that. Right. Um, so, yeah. So like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how it's going to go. Like, I, I think there is slowly some momentum growing and, and hopefully we'll see more momentum growing, but like, all it, all it takes is for, you know, labor market to change, you know, jobs being hard to find, you know, s- some studios closing up shop, right? For people to start becoming a little bit more fearful again about their jobs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. Yeah, maybe maybe it, has, it does have enough steam. Yeah, I feel like at this point, if you're an employer, that um, how can you not look at robots to replace people uh, as soon as possible <laughs> because mm-hmm. you know they are at the end it's the bottom line right um most companies are not making money because of everybody being remote they're losing they're still paying for offices they're still paying for all these things and games are being delayed right they're being pushed back um uh Milestones are being hit uh, slower, right? Because not everyone is being disciplined or uh, <laughs> in producer's perspective, they're not being monitored enough, right? Right. That's their thinking. I'm just explaining what their thinking is, right? And yeah. so now they're being hit with labor issues, right? And I don't know how this is going to work out because even with unionization or... Uh, there's at some point there needs to hit a compromise, right? Both parties will have to approach the table and there needs to be a fair deal that needs to be uh, proposed and then shook on, right? Right now I feel like employees are very much enjoying their freedom and life and their power right now and the other side that is paying the bill saying that we can't keep paying all this stuff without seeing revenue come in right so uh how does this work how can it work you know you can't completely fold on one side or the other uh and and expect everything to be all 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 awesome after the pandemic i mean look at netflix look at facebook all the money in the world they're just looking at year to year and they're like, this can't continue. You know, if we keep paying everyone out 
and letting yeah. everybody do what they need to in five, 10 years, there won't be a company left. I mean, that's how they make decisions, right? Yeah. I, I, and I, and I, but I don't think it's, you don't think it's that bad. I don't, I don't think games make less at, money than meta. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people working at home is like some huge, like, I think they're saving so much on like electrical costs and, sure. and food in the studio and, and at least the studios that give people free food at least yeah um, right like i i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of money being saved elsewhere um yeah. I, I i can buy that oh you know projects are being delayed because collaboration is harder especially for a studio that doesn't that never was able to manage remote work in the first place right yeah uh, but but cost them a lot of money and all of this kind of stuff i i don't think so I don't think so. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Like, you know, games, you know, games get delayed all the time. You know what I mean? So for, for various reasons. Right. And, and I'm not seeing it. Like a lot of people are like, I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of delays. Right. But like, are we really seeing more than any other year? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. Well, I will say this. Right. Um, never a day. Uh, that I thought Blizzard will be a problem um, with their infinite amount of IPs, their proven track record of making hits. But before the pandemic, you know, what was happening was that we were losing a lot of people, like higher ups because of the scandals. Yeah. Um, people are retiring, frankly, because Activision was peddling or meddling too much into their affairs, right? So leadership was like, I'm done. I don't need to prove anything anymore. And now I think yeah. we're starting to see they're the titan over there um i don't know if it was because of those key key roles being missing but you know we were just talking about how how uh how does the rockstar machine work with a changing of guards you know hundreds of people would leave and come but like the hauser brothers and the key key roles there kept gta 4 to gta 5 without losing any of its quality right yeah it took a little longer but still reasonable for a game of that size that <laughs> At this point, more, uh, more, uh, more than its loss in time and development have made up for its, you know, uh, eight years. I mean, if anything, it's been out for ten years, right? Ten years plus, and still making that much more money. So they they've proven that it works, right? So when I look at Blizzard, I look at one great companies before the pandemic, and what's happening now, and they're completely losing. Were they a great uh, company and before everyone. the pandemic? <laughs> well, they were starting to, right? I mean, wow, you remember wow, right? They were losing subscriptions oh, oh, year so, after year. So wait, when you say before the pandemic, you're talking before before the pandemic. You're talking like like 10, 15 years ago before the well, pandemic. Well, I'm talking about the downfall was beginning to happen, all right? And it had an uptick yeah. with Overwatch 2, which was a new IP. Uh, Very Overwatch. Small. Very small. Well, Overwatch was huge, but they didn't capitalize on it, right? Um, and then all these other IPs came out. But, you know, Overwatch was the latest entry, right? New IP. I think it's the newest IP, right? Or was it Hearthstone? Mm, maybe. Which one maybe was Overwatch. The maybe Overwatch. I wouldn't call Hearthstone a new IP because it's based off of Warcraft, right? Right. So Overwatch was the new original IP. But I will just say, we'll just throw a Hearthstone, which proved like, hey, we still are, have skin in the game. We're still awesome. You know, we can come up with new ideas and still be a hit and have a huge fan following. All right, that kind of showed it, right? But since then, mm -hmm. I think I'm beginning to see some 
what do you call it? Kinks in the armor, right? So showing some weakness, right? And they've lost, like this this lawsuit was announced on Friday. Was it a discrimination lawsuit? Oh my God, another lawsuit. Seen as much as $7.7 billion erased from its market value. So that might be Activision Blizzard overall, but Blizzard in particular. Has, hasn't the Microsoft deal happened yet? There's still, there's a lot of pushback. Like what I'm seeing in the news is that obviously people are speculating that Kodak rushed that deal so that he would escape liability. Uh, he knew a lot of this um, mm-hmm. suing would happen, right? So yeah. he kind of just um, sold it, which they feel was below market value. Uh, so there's a lot of issues with that. But uh, I'm kind of, I'm trying to point out Blizzard here because I feel like these great companies that were great before are starting to show signs of failure because of the business model kind of failing. People, no, people have been saying Blizzard has been failing on the downward slope ever since Activision bought them. And, and then people were like, quitting and leaving as soon as Activision bought Blizzard, there's been a steady trickle of people leaving. Is it because then, of Activision management? Because I feel like Activision slowly, was hands off. And then slowly and, sl- and then slowly and slowly more Activision involvement in the operations, right? And then the whole esports division got fired or laid off. Or All something, right. Esports got laid off. If you yeah. remember that. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so so like slowly over time the focus saying, got shifted big time. To, They've been on a downward downward shift like ever since even when overwatch came by you're big up overwatch a lot of people were like ah that game's trash right <laughs> right so um you know there was a lot of that you know and a lot of the big heavy hitters left blizzard you know and, and went to form their own studios or or retire or whatever right so so I, I think it's been a long a long slope for them you know and but meanwhile activision because it's so big and Blizzard is still a big name, right? It's, you know, still able to make money. Wow, it's still doing very well. You know, it's it's funny. I just saw a recent, more recent number, and it's like it. You know, the percentage of users is down like twenty percent or something like that, and it's still twenty six million players. Yeah. For wow, that's crazy, man. That's a lot of people. It's <laughs> a lot of people and, playing. And and yeah. and, and, uh, and we and we and we just and we call that like a fall from grace. You know, that's crazy. Right. So, um, because yeah, the like, development team, it, it's definitely still profitable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they're spending 26 I mean, million a year. Oh, no. They're squeezing, they're squeezing money out of that game. You know what I mean? So, that's a Grand Theft Auto situation. <laughs> well, Grand Theft Auto is still like 100 million. How much is Grand Theft Auto sell? I'm, I'm just going to end it with this. How much is Grand Theft Auto sell uh, last year? <laughs> One second. <laughs> My kid is as as of as of November, total sales is 155 million units since its release in 2013. So that is that is yes, that is eight years. Eight years. 155 million units. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. How much did they sell last year, though? That's the thing. That's, I want to see the. That's, that's just GTA Five. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's nuts, you. 
Uh, just trying to see how much. So why 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 even release Grand Theft Auto Six? I will I will I'm hearing this though. Grand Theft Auto Six is having a lot of issues. Um, with its development, I've been hearing a lot of rumors mm-hmm. about how it's. Um, I mean, and I think because of what the one of the Hauser brothers retired, right? Since since Red Dead, yeah, I, I would know. But. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the Hauser brother retired. And this is kind of a similar theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a similar theme because I'm seeing, um, that's, that's you know, the true. guy, the respawn guy, right? One of the something went down with that. I think <laughs> one of you know, the, there's like two studio heads. They've been together mm-hmm. since Infinity Ward, and then after Titanfall and Apex or something, one one of them left, um, but not completely gone. Uh, I think he went on to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he leaves. Yeah, yeah. Game director. Yeah. Yep. It's interesting, man. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a new generation. Like all the people that I grew up with are either disbanded. You know, Blizzard used to be the big, the big gun. Uh, Dude, when I when I grew up, when I grew up, the big gun was Sierra Online, right? Sierra Online. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> the Sierra Online was a publisher for a lot of Valve games at one point, right? Yeah, well, and another even, even before games. Valve, even before Valve, we're talking yeah. Sierra Online was like King's Quest, man. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please Quest, all those games, and then um, and then like Interplay. <laughs> you know, like for, for back in the day and micro pros, right? Yeah. So like, you know, it happens. Times times changed. Yeah, times changed. <laughs> and and maybe maybe the next big purchase somebody's gonna buy Ubisoft. There's been there's been rumblings, you know what I mean? So is it still rumbling? There's been rumblings, but it's owned by two brothers, right? Yeah, it's owned owned by a family, not just two. I think it's like more than more than two of them. Are they but just yeah. gonna in and out it? What's the plan there? Like, is just ego? Why hold on to it anymore? Aren't they? It's a family. It's a family business that they started themselves. Like, they still have control over, it. and they, they they those guys. That's the that's the one thing I will not shade Ubisoft for. Yeah. Um, like the people that run the company at the top care about video games. Yeah. Period. Like, yeah. like they care about video games. Um, now, whether you know they know how to handle sexual harassment claims and all that kind of stuff, and then they're are currently facing a mass exodus of people leaving the studio, that's a totally different thing. But, but they, but they, they definitely care about video games. Yo, I need to read into this, and maybe I can bring someone on. But the, how bad is the sexual harassment? Is it just? I thought you guys are the nicest people you, in Canada. You saw, you saw, you saw <laughs> all of the news about it. It was an endless stream of allegations, right? It was a lot. You, it was all in the news. It was like mm-hmm. you could read it for yourself, but it was a lot. Activision's kind of dominated headlines. I just, I only seen like a few Ubisoft thing. I didn't read too deeply into it. No, the, Is it Ubisoft's, men and women or just women? 
What do you mean in terms of what? Well, there Sexual harassment. Sorts, there's all sorts of claims being made about HR not really paying attention and things That's like every that. That's a game studio. Like, I mean, I mean <laughs> it was all in the news. Like you, you, you saw all of I got to dig into it. Yeah. yeah. And it's still happening or is it done? No. Well, now what's happening is mass exodus. People are quitting left and right. Oh, man. Where are these people going? Start their own studio, going to other studios, you know, a lot, a lot of that. There's, there's just new studios popping up all the time. And there's, there's, I know a few people that have left. Some of them are going to longstanding studios, other studios, going to, you know, going to first party studios, you know, like it, it's, it's a mix, but, but they're definitely getting the hell up out of Ubi. And also, you know, Sledgehammer opened an office in Toronto that just basically. Uh. Took everybody. Just took a lot of people from from the Toronto studio. Yeah, uh, so. so let me kind of uh, segue to to the end of this, which is I feel. Let's start with some theories here, right? I, I feel that we're returning to pre-pandemic uh, days, right? Uh, in terms of uh, where we were, in terms of people going back in the office, uh, yeah. hybrid. Uh, but eventually full time <laughs> is my my thinking on that. Sure. Uh huh. Um, they're just playing nice right now. Hey man, just think about the worst boss that you've had, right? The money hungry one, sometime with bleach hair, right? <laughs> no Hayden. But just think about that guy. You think he's happy that employees have all the cards right now in terms of power? You think he's not scheming? You don't think this guy climbed to the top knowing how to play, right? So he's going to hang out with you, right? Do this little dance with you, saying that's cool. Hybrid's cool. I respect that, right? I respect you. You don't think he's slowly, you know, trying to find your replacement in the background? (laughs) You know, that intern, that intern that is way cheaper than you out of school, willing to work half your pay. Like, I, I think it's very... I see a lot of friends, right? I see a lot of friends, and I sure you, I'm sure you have some too, who bought these nice ass farms in the middle of Ohio, right? Think, and they're like, "Oh, I'm perma remote. I'm good. I, I'm forever gonna be like this till I'm 65." Right? I was like, "Really, dude? Yeah, they're gonna constantly want to 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 value my skills, right? Those guys who live on those farms are the first." to be at, you know a uh, a blunt instrument right they they're not they they're too busy enjoying life to be uh learning the next update on zbrush you know what i mean they're slowly going to lose that skill or, or very fastly they're going to lose that skill right yeah and and as soon as soon as that boss train up that intern to replace you and is willing to go back in the office you're gone Right. Mark my words. In two, three years, we're going to have a lot of friends. Right. Uh, going on LinkedIn uh, and, and, and their, their images are of, of them on their farm looking for jobs and they can't find it. It's like, hey, I'm stuck in Ohio. I got this nice ass farm and nobody wants to hire me. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't want to hire you and pay you that six-figure salary that you got used to for a couple of years that you took full advantage of because you well, want to people, live out in your farm. 
people in video games getting six figure salaries. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey man, there's people. This is this is how this is how bad and how 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 what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, transfixed they are on this illusion, right? That they can go in mid USA and still keep their California salary. And think this is how it's going to be until they're 65 because they are valuable because this is a seller's market and the seller's market stays this way. Right? It's ridiculous. I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, man, you are very confident that they won't be able to find someone younger and cheaper than you after this whole thing is over. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things. Okay. First thing, for me. remind me to not have you as my employer. <laughs> That's what, that's what. <laughs> you want me to be hey I'm, I'm giving you just a preview of how it's going to go down right i'm not actually doing these things just, right I, if anything i, I am your best I, friend right now telling you how say, it's gonna I'm, run i'm not saying anything about anything i'm just saying <laughs> just remind me to not be your play wait wait yeah. no um no you man, don't like, agree to this you really think that this is gonna continue that I, these I, people on their farms are gonna be okay <laughs> I would, I would say that your telling of it is a bit extreme is what I would say. <laughs> right. And I, and I definitely would, would say everybody on the farm is not doing a side hustle, upskilling themselves, doing all that. Like, I'm pretty sure they're doing all of those things, but they have to. Hell no. Hell no. I'm, I'm pretty You're... sure there's, I'm pretty sure there's people doing that. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure that they're looking they up how to grow apples, bro. They, yeah. they have the also additional flexibility to grow some apples and, and to, <laughs> to enjoy their life. Because not everything is is work, you know. It's not well, that's thing. the thing. That's the downfall when you start uh, not making it about work in a skill-heavy yeah. industry. And yeah. I will say that a lot of studios I'm seeing spinning up, promising the the promising remote fully remote team promising we will not crunch you we are a community we want to really build something great and 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 do it in a way that's sustainable and ethical you know what i mean right like there's there's a lot of that sentiment too oh my god (laughs) and so so that is opportunities that is opportunities for people to move into those kind of roles yeah once their boss at the evil corporations <laughs> decides it's over for them, right? Um, but I, I just, I just don't see it. And I, and, I, and I think, I think too, like especially those people are probably the more experienced people. And either, either you cherish the experience that people bring to the table, or you just start making some bullshit. And you have a team of people that just don't know what they're doing. Right? Maybe that's the way the video game industry is going, and we're going to end up with like lower quality stuff. In, in the long term, maybe if, if if what you if your cynical view is what actually happens, um, hey, being so, in the industry, yeah. being at countless studios like yourself, yeah, most people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> most people are trash, man. It's, it's a lot, it's and a that's lot from that. upper lot. management to oh, the new yeah. new kid in the building, right? I'm not I'm not disagreeing. It's, it's a lot of trash, that. and like. 
you saying that every new studio that pops up saying like, hey, we're here to look to change things. We're not crunching. We're going to be diverse. It's all red flags to me, man. It's like, what about the game? What about the game? Talk about your game. What is your idea that is so great? Right they're to gonna, me, they're like tell you when you when you apply, they're going to tell you the game is. <laughs> and they're the game. I, I Everybody have this. I've heard a lot of really good game ideas recently. Like yeah, some game. I've heard many good ideas, right? Yeah. And I've read through many of them in the trash, right? And that's where they are, because you know, like you, execution yeah. is everything, right? Everybody has a good idea, and the dynamic of a team is so random, right? It, it, it's almost like a lottery. Um, you know, if you happen to have a game that somebody wants to play out there, it's like super by luck, right? Um, so I really do feel that, yeah, it's great that these new companies have these goals and these ambitions, like they're going to change things and have a hit, right? But the fact is, I always look at the leaders who already are making hits struggling. Right, you're looking at Activision. You're looking at these major companies. They know how to make games. They know how to uh, they, survive they, through a bad year and still be profitable. Are they struggling because they've just got complacent and and are not really focused on what makes games great? Or are they struggling because like why are they struggling? Right, you know the, what I mean. They're struggling because games are hard, right? <laughs> And uh, no matter how much they know about how to make a successful formula, no, no matter what components they have and they can replace because people are interchangeable, um, it takes a very rare luck to actually make it all work, right? And they, they're very good at still being profitable year after year, even though it's not as profitable, right? So when a new company, a new, you know, everyone is super happy and positive come into the game industry and saying like, I can do it better, I laugh because it's like, all right, so suddenly you have the missing formula that these bigger companies haven't figured out and is able to replicate at, at you know any bad year of, that they have honestly for a lot of these things it's 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 because the big companies are big is why this father they're not as innovative like sure but yeah, even they, then they feel they can innovate they can take risks they can yes. like move but here's the thing look i look at bull you know? <laughs> well take apart from these big companies let's compare small companies to small companies i look at this indie market millions of games every year and most of them are trash right What's worse is some of them are really actually really good, still don't make money. Right? It's like, oh my yeah, god, it's, hard, it's, hard. it's very hard, it's hard here, right? Yeah. So I, I like as soon as like the year where they have to start to start missing bills, right? Right? These small companies with these, uh, you know, uh, positive impact, all this crap that they always spout day one, right, on their web page. As soon as they miss a bill, all that. What's the first thing that goes out of the trash? <laughs> What's the reason they go to chat? Oh, all right, you guys got to come in Saturday. All right, we got to make this work, or else we don't get paid. I, I you will, know, I will give you, I will give you that. That that definitely, <laughs> when times are hard, that's when your values are are tested. And, Gone. And, yeah. and, and a lot of times, people values, choose values, evil. Yeah, yeah. Values are not held up. hundred percent. But believe that. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm what I'm guessing is these new studios. Trust me. You know, we're in kind of like this green area of the pandemic where everyone's hopeful and, and cheerful and there's new beginning and this forever remote is promising and and is 
feels like the future, I'm giving you 18 months, you know, a game cycle where you're going to start seeing all this money invested in these new studios are going to freeze up. They're like, oh, shit, these AAA guys don't know what they're doing. What? (laughs) You mean because they made a hit before they can't replicate that hit? What? <laughs> I mean, chances are higher, but yes, it's it's, it's going to be the same shit story, man. Yeah. These people we'll don't know how to make yeah. games and now they have a chance and they're still going to not know how to make games because even if you're a creative director of a successful franchise, you leave and you form your own studio. Guess what? The first mistake They're not a creative director anymore, man. You're running the business. (laughs) You're doing all these other damn things. You're not looking at the damn game. You think you're going to be able to do all that and run a business and pay people and run these Monday meetings and be able to like talk to Steve about how how six months ago you paid him a certain salary and now you got to pay him higher because he feels like it, right? He's like, these are new problems. (laughs) That's why you got to hire... You know, I got a business partner that will do the business. Partner. Yeah, and now you got to deal with this or dude. They do the, or they do the creative director part for you, whichever part you don't want to do. Yeah, and that's even by chance. All right, coming from a guy who worked with friends and it didn't work out. Right, it's it's a whole different equation, man. There's always something. If you never dealt with it before, chances are you're gonna mess up the first time. Right, so I'm I'm just seeing in a year and a half all these people who are super green um, with all these hopeful ideas are going to crash and maybe some will survive, but most will crash. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, I'm seeing more, more, at least what I'm seeing is more experienced people taking the leap. And so like, I have some hope for them because they're experienced, but like you said, man, this is hard. Of course, it's very hard. Anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, and building a team is hard. Finding the right people, finding the right, you know, getting funding, finding money. Even though money's just flowing like crazy right now, it still requires work. You know, so still hard work. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, well, I hate I hate being on the other side of pessimism. Well, on the other side of optimism. Yeah, I'm usually not the pessimistic type, but (laughs) but I really do feel that. This is going to be bad, right? Because just like the stock market, you know, everyone's super positive about the game industry right now. You know, we had a killer two years, you know, where everybody was crashing. But when we're on a high, I always see it going the other way pretty fast. And I mean, at the, at the very least, I'm seeing a whole lot of consolidation Yeah, in the high and middle tiers that like, I think that just just the bank accounts of those companies doing the consolidation will will keep a lot of people afloat because they're just gobbling up Activision, gobbling up Bungie, gobbling up whoever else, right? Haven, yeah, yeah. Bought, Haven just got bought by Sony, right? Yeah. Like I I I think those big behemoths are gonna hold hold the industry up. I don't like seeing the consolidation, honestly, because it's basically all IP going to one, Once. A, hand, a handful of companies, you know, yeah. but, but um, when it comes to stability and, and knowing where the check is coming from, you can't really beat that right now. Yeah, man. Our friend in the middle of Ohio on their farm, he needs to be able to go to a job 
later when this remote thing doesn't work out, right? He has to be able to go back to San Francisco, right? <laughs> so let's just hope that, you know, his farm is worth more later. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Terrible>. <laughs> this is, man, I, I just, I, I, I am, I hope I'm wrong, but my feeling is, especially as an artist in a tech industry where your value is directly equated to how kept up you are with the technology and tools you moving out to a farm is only going to make you more complacent like how are you going to be competitive there's a reason why people move to like a very fast moving city right yeah that's part of it do you not work from your home (laughs) yeah i don't make art anymore that's the trick (laughs) i have people skills now And that's oh, ageless. Oh, <laughs> I'm just talking about these artists. Other people make the art. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm the one firing those people <laughs> that are in the middle of the farms. Uh, you can see, terrible. you can see the evolution here. <laughs> a dude, a dude calls into the interview. There's a barn in the background, and you're like, get out. And call. I don't want to talk to this guy. Come on, let's be real, man. <laughs> if you're on the middle farm, your mind is already retired. Like, would you really hire that person? Think that in the next ten years he's going to give you your best, or he's just going to give you the time maybe, that he wants maybe, to spend? Maybe he just wants a balance in his life. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe he will still give you what you need, but he wants a balance. You know? Hell no, man. There's like five goats in the background, dude. <laughs> You know what I mean, Mouse? There's me. What are you talking about? There's no way you're gonna be sitting down, zbrushing me that character tonight. You got like a whole farm to upkeep here. Oh, that's retirement, man. Yeah, you're there. There's a reason why you don't hire retired people. It's like those people are gone. (laughs) They're (laughs) mentally checked out. They're not gonna give your best three years of their lives. Oh man, it's a creative industry. It's silly, man. But that's (laughs) I, I. I just see. I'm I'm a huge proponent for people to balance their life, right? But yeah. it, you can't go that extreme, right? Any <laughs> extremities is terrible. But you moving yeah. out in the farm in Georgia, where there's no game tech uh, companies yeah. for a reason, right? Well, well, okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah. I do think that a lot of people are only in California, yeah, putting up with these rents, yeah, putting up with these taxes because they're here because they want to work in the industry that is located here. Yeah. Right. And as soon as they're, they had the opportunity to be like, well, what do you mean? I could work anywhere. Well, then let me find the, the place where that resonates with me. Some people yeah. stay. Some people yeah. are like, Oh, California is where I want to be. So I'm going to stay. Other people bought bigger houses so that they can uh, like, be outside or be close to being outside when, when they work or have more space to work in. Right. Yeah. I, I just think that this thing was a, it was an era. It was a time of a lot of people assessing their lives and what they really want out of it. Can't knock that. You know yeah. what I mean? And of all course. the places where all the places where these game companies are at right now, Austin, Seattle, California yeah. are like, housing market is crazy rents are yeah. high like like man and i'm not getting paid a whole lot of money either making video games let me just go somewhere where i can chill of course and make that and make that money stretch more you know yeah. totally totally see that you know yeah is it of course is it you know and and i could the same amount of money i'm paying on that rent 
in downtown San Francisco, I could I could buy a whole ass farm. Why not? <laughs> of course, it's uh, the dream. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. if a, it was always was going to be a temporary thing. Like if you save all that yeah, money on the maybe. farm and then have yeah. come back, there's no way that these companies yeah. are cool with everyone spread out. Like yeah, every time I hear a corporate, if that was true, corporations in the headlines would be saying that, "Hey, man." 20% only wants to go back in the office. But like you're you're hearing kind of like the 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 wheels, you know, those are paid articles, right? They're obviously mm-hmm. trying to lure people in, right? Their incentive yeah. and everything that in their bones are saying, we're trying to get people back in the I, office. I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you. There's there are definitely some companies that are kind of like we want you to come back. We want like they're kind of trying to gently nudge people right now cuz they cuz People they can't are, they can't tell them to come back That's people why. are yeah. people are quitting over this yes right um and they can't so they don't have the to the power yet but that power yeah, so is maybe, slowly maybe, so maybe the market conditions change in a way where they can start demanding people come to them again i don't know maybe maybe remote work and hybrid is here to stay forever well, I'll, I'll share this uh, yeah. theory and what i'm seeing right so uh, obviously the older more disciplined seniors and lead level are the more likely able to handle remote right they're sure they're more trained right mm-hmm. the inverse of that is the younger people are definitely at a disadvantage they're terrible they've never been in a workforce and their first time in a company in a studio setting is on zoom right and they're having a terrible time i'm sure you you have like colleagues that are training people and they're like these kids i feel so bad for them they they don't have the camaraderie because a lot of time when they zoom meetings it only works because i know you we we've talked before in the office we share memories of the office so we have this like connection uh and so it's easier to talk to 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 brainstorm to do all these different things right yeah you meet someone new in the zoom it's just like it's all work no fun right and the time that you do spend together you're trying to get off because like dude i hate talking to this guy only about this non-fun thing every time we talk right it's not like we're talking about that's the stuff that we used to hang out with i'll talk about this with some folks and i think it's it's going to be critical to do offsites and to do planned sessions where people do get together yeah so the homeboy on the farm is going to have to take a plane sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to, to build those bonds. Cause yes, you cannot build those bonds. Nothing bonds, replaces yeah. Yeah. in person to replace those bonds. So like, I think there needs to be space carved out for that, but that doesn't need to be 24 seven. Yeah. Right. Because, cause, but I will definitely say that when I first started in industry, uh, you know, I moved away from home and I was yeah. living in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was huge. Yeah. The people I worked with became my friends. I became the only people I hung out with. I went to the movies with, I went ate dinners with, right. Because we're always together. And those you know people I mean? went to the other places. They recommended you, you recommended them. Yeah. For bonds. And some of them still friends, still friends to this day, you know? Um, and, and it forms really, really close bonds, but also it's not healthy. <laughs> right you know at the same time it's not healthy right you you need to have other groups be, it's good it's good to have groups you can hang out with that are not people you work with you know what yeah. i mean um yeah but like that but i do but i do yeah. recognize the strength of that you know yeah I mean? the strength of that and the journey of moving out of your parents house going out on your own yeah it's not just game industry job just any job like the young this generation is it z gen z yeah they're not gonna at least for the first few years 
are completely missing basically a lifetime full of friends yeah. or lifelong was, friends. And yeah. I will say like where I do agree with you too, is like I, um, a friend of mine started working at the company I work at now. Right. And I saw him for the first time since he joined the company. Right. And I used, we used to work together somewhere else. And like, I was like, Hey, what's up, man? Give a big hug and all this kind of stuff. Right. And one of the other people in the room was like, you guys look like you shipped a game together. You know? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and it's like, yeah, you know, like, cause, cause nothing replaces that when you, when you, when you're, when you're in the office and, yeah. and you're in the office together, you know what I mean? So. Exactly. So this is why I go back to my theory is like, yeah, I would be grooming the youngsters because they have less, <laughs> less, uh, chips to bargain with right like i'll make them go in the office which they will and i'm gonna that's the thing right you're in a bond with the younger and if you it times to (laughs) when it comes time to promote somebody are you gonna promote steve on a farm or you can promote (laughs) bob who's been hanging out in the office all the time no you're 100 right there when you are remote you are at a there's disadvantage articles written and stuff like that you are at a disadvantage when it comes to Promotion, pay raises, performance evaluation, et cetera. Yeah. And guess what? It is a legit concern for sure. Yeah. In two, three years time, it's like, hey, do we need to tell Steve to do this one thing? No, no. Bob's in the office. I'll I'll just swing by his desk and tell him what to do. You know what? Bob has been doing a lot in the last couple of months. I think Bob needs to uh, have that promotion. Do we even need Steve anymore? No, no. I mean... (laughs) Bob is doing twice as much work as Steve is right now. uh, If you commit to remote work and hybrid work, you have to solve that problem. Yeah. I I don't, I don't see how, how anyone on a farm is going to beat anybody in the office. There's no way. (laughs) There's a reason why these mecha cities are fast paced. Everyone's on the move. Everyone's super ambitious and very keyword competitive. Right. That's the competitive nature of being in the office. It is what pushed the game further and pushes individuals' motivation further, right? When you're in the farm, right, you're just thinking about dinner. (laughs) You're just thinking about (laughs) what I'm going to feed my goat. There's no way, no way. I'll be surprised, right? I'll be surprised if any of our friends on our farm is actually going to be working in the industry till 65, right? I'll be super surprised. Like, hey, wow, he oh, really got, worked out that. this full remote thing. No, no way. I, I think no. I think anybody who does that isn't isn't in the mind frame. I'm going to be doing this until sixty five. They're in the mind frame of how do I balance my real life with my work life? That's really of course. Well, I, I I would I would I would say they prioritize their life over work life when they yeah. move out in the middle of a farm. They already chose 100%. to to work less. Um, and they're thinking about early retirement, right? I mean, that's the truth of it. That's okay. If you're in a place where you can make that that to, or they, maybe they want that to be their steady state, like just a more balanced life in general. Uh, You gave up, right? You're, you're, you're professionally gave up in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) and you better be damn good at growing your own food, right? And be self-sustaining because there are going to be some gaps in your career, right? (laughs) There's no way that they can keep that up. There's no way an employee will will not prefer that guy willing to come to the office. 
Like, if I ask one candidate over the other and say, and ask both of them, it's like, can you go in the office? And only one person said yes. I'm going to favorably like that person to make that sacrifice to put work before home. It's just, you know, especially when you're running a business, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the boss man is not going to say, hey, I value that you balance your life work. <laughs> right? I value that you put the me bo- second. The, the, right? the, boss, the boss man should have asked the first place because he should have known that he's intruding up people's personal life. I'm saying That's across the board, thing. most That's bosses right now and most people yeah. who are paying the bills are upset at the situation. And they're doing everything <laughs> they can to scheme how to reverse this and how to shove it up Steve's ass when he's coming back to beg me for his job. (laughs) He has all the leverage right now. But like, you know, that ego, that ego, you can't undermine that ego. That ego drives people to those leadership and management roles. And there's no way they're going to let go of that ego and let, you know, uh, uh, a subordinate make all the calls. Of how my business runs. What you're, saying is, what you're saying is I have an ego is what, is what I'm hearing. So. <laughs> we all have egos, dude. Hey, at one point, Ray, at one point you felt like, hey, I can do that better than that guy. <laughs> and therefore you got his job. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely have said that numerous times. <laughs> you made that decision years ago. Right? Yeah. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, it's 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 basic bias you're gonna be biased man hey you're gonna be spending time with the guy in the office more than the guy online and you're gonna like the guy in the office because you're doing all these extra stuff you know that's what what i'm saying the guy the guy online also has to travel and form those bonds but even then i mean how often can you travel it's like once a month every once every two weeks you know there's it's not gonna match it it happened when we worked at 2k you know what i mean like yeah. like we had a team all the way in australia yeah i mean borrowing them was, over in office no, no, and, but it was always like like what are those guys doing man like who are these yeah. guys like oh my god right and, and then they, when they came over they were cool they came over they come over you get to know them and they're and they're cool and then you form those bonds and then they go back and now you have a rapport you know what i mean sure um, but before you didn't know this guy at all right so but you know yeah but i'm just, i'm seeing like you're going to have the equivalent of that guy in the office and that guy who flies in and you're going to pick that guy in the office every time right he's only cool yeah. because now here's the problem with the guy on the farm right at a certain point he may be succumbed to like oh i guess i need to really fly in but right now i think we're still at a point where they're resistant it's like i'm not gonna fly in fuck that well are you forcing me I can get another job tomorrow, right? So we're dealing with a lot of that attitude, right? So that's going to wear down, right? Give it six months. It's going to wear down. Eventually, it's going to go like, fuck you. I'll look for another job. Uh, by, by the way, by the way, like every time somebody asks me, Ray, are you coming back to the office? My answer is the same. It's fuck no. I ain't never going back. I ain't never going back. That's, that's, my, that's my response, right? Yeah. But I will say, like, I went back there in GDC and I had a fun time going back to the office. Of course. And, and seeing people and talking to them. It was great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, but but being forced to twenty four seven, nah, man. Yeah, well, I'm saying that you have a year of that, so enjoy that while <laughs> you have it, because in a year's time they're gonna be, you know, presenting in office Ray version, right? They're gonna I'm show exactly bit. the same version of you in the office. Oh, hey Ray, 
meet 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 Jay. <laughs> so Jay, he's <laughs> like, yeah, he's a graphic engineer as well. We just got him in, and he's like, oh, he's pretty good. Oh, is he now? And I was like, well, let me see about that. I'll see you in the office. <laughs> and then here we go, <laughs> Ray and Jay sitting opposite of each other. Jay's putting oh. in all that time. Ray's in once every two weeks, and then Ray's coming. I was like, babe, I think I need to be in the office more because this this new kid Jay is showing me up. <laughs> dude i played this scenario it's exactly how it's gonna go down it's exactly how it's gonna go down this is how everybody is gonna face a situation where they're like babe i know we love our farm but i think we need to move back to the city <laughs> the reality is this yada 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 that's how it's gonna go down man there's no way no way people are Thinking that them and their farms are going to live happily ever after. There's no way, man. And I I wish that that's the case. But, you know, I have a glimpse into these minds of madmen and ego-driven maniacs. And they are doing, spending day and night tossing and turning about how the fuck (laughs) do I, yeah. How the fuck do I get Ray back in the office? He's uh, he's telling me hell no every day, but like I know I can get him. <laughs> I'm telling you, right, I'm telling you right now, man. I'm, I'm kind of lucky. My my boss doesn't even live in the same city as me. Yeah. Uh, only about three people on my team are in the same city as me. There you go. Wow. Uh, Exception so, to the rule. Yeah, you're lucky. Of, you guys were lucky. remote before remote was cool. So those, I think, yeah. those are the companies that will survive. That we're yeah. playing around with that. But people who were forced into this situation, hell no, yeah. hell no. There, there's no way they're like, oh, I never thought this would work out, but it is. <laughs> like, I love it. <laughs> Definitely, Apple is an example of that. Apple's like, hell no, you guys are coming back. Exactly. And, and yeah, yeah. And like a year ago, they were saying a lot of those guys were like, we're fully remote. They were appeasing employees, saying that we're good. Yeah, we can do this. A year later, forget it. Uh, the, way, the way you said it, they're appeasing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's appeasing right now, and it's just less and less peasing <laughs> as as the pandemic becomes, you know, is in the rearview mirror. Right? It's as mm. the 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 further away we are from twenty twenty, the less chance that you know you and your farm will will survive. So <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but. You know, my I I have a knack of these theories coming true, man. Just <laughs> you compile all these theories, and eventually that's what we saw. But, anyways, Ray, uh, it's always a a fun time chatting with you. You know, I like sure. discussing uh, what the future uh, may 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 prosper, um, perspire. Yeah. Uh, we read a lot of these news. I'm looking at a lot of these things. You know, a few years ago, I thought remote was the the answer, right? For a lot of people, you know, uh, you, you I always were singing a different tune when the pandemic started. Well, yeah. well, before the pandemic, I always thought in office politics had to do with being in office, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing what the last year and a half and what studios and how they were kind of reacting to this, you know, the people who were making. Sh- the office a torture are still making online a torture right in in other ways right so i was like oh if say bad people are always going to be bad okay uh and unfortunately 
uh, my colleagues let me down, dude. They're, they're fucking up. <laughs> like, not everyone's doing a good job. I hate to say it, but that's yeah. the truth. It's not everyone's doing a great job, and games are being delayed. And for the yeah. sake of their job, they should go back in the office um, yeah, because that, they're not good at it. Yeah, not a lot of people. Not a lot of people can suck. Can, can, can can do it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. No, not everybody can do it. It's yeah, man. I dude, I was looking at Twitter the other day, and a recruiter, a recruiter of a major company, was saying, "Hey, it's it's okay. You don't have to apologize when you're interviewing and your kids pop in. You don't have to apologize last minute canceling interviews that we set up for months. Like sincerely saying that it's okay for people to yeah. mess up. But I, I, I think, but I that's, think that's not okay, dude. No, it's like I, I think that's strictly because we." we are still kind of like in a pandemic. So people are willing to overlook it. But if you were working at home 24 seven, right. Then you've already figured out childcare and carved out that space. But sometimes Most you people can't, sometimes Most you people can't get childcare. Yeah. Sometimes you can't get childcare and the kid is just going to be bouncing all around in, all up in the camera. Yeah. Like Not even just meetings disrupting, yeah. but you know, if they're doing that one hour per week, I've, consistently you best believe they're doing that all day around you and that's why you can't get your job done right so most people haven't figured so many i've seen so many babies i i've heard i've been on calls with people where their spouse is in the same room on a call yeah right so just crazy noise you know another person talking super loud and you're trying to concentrate i've seen i've seen everything i've seen cats jumping on people's keyboards right like i've seen everything and um and yeah i think we just have to say it's okay because we're currently in a pandemic but once if it goes to 24 7 you're working at home then you gotta solve those issues oh yeah i'm telling so you're I'm, come on you're at a point where yeah it's not okay anymore it's like yo <laughs> <laughs> like, getting, it's uh, been yeah, a year I'm, it's been two years it's been two it's years, been two years. Yeah. figure the shit out man <laughs> they have like crappy camera it's like doing this all day <laughs> like glitching on you it's like come it on get a better part. mic bro <laughs> no i think that's part yeah, yeah definitely get a better camera get a better mic but i also think um that's also kind of what spurred a lot of people to like buy houses buy bigger houses move out so they can have yeah. more space more to space do, to do things to do this yeah yeah but i i i'm i'm with you on that i think in the thick of it we were patient but i as we're kind of i would say mostly crawling out of the pandemic like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of people being unprofessional on the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's hitting that point. So like you haven't figured this shit out, man. Like your maybe, kid, maybe. <laughs> your kid is like five years old, or like he was, he was five and now he's ten. It's like come on. <laughs> it's like you can't use the same excuse anymore. We're still in a pandemic, yo. We're still in a pandemic. Okay. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, I will mark this episode because I always like to see what a year and a half looks like flashing for it and i'm telling you man all my friends out there who are thinking that this is forever i I feel bad for them because they will be outdated really soon yeah we'll see all right all right next time man you're gonna see it dude you're gonna see that kid (laughs) and you're gonna prefer you're gonna see why jay is so awesome Maybe like, oh, that should be in the office. <laughs> yeah, you're it's gonna be. Like, <laughs> All right, oh, man. All right. Well, that's it, guys. That it's uh, that's this week's episode. Thanks as always to joining me, Dre. And uh, where can the good people find you? You already know. It's on Twitter 
uh, W-A-D-A-R-A-S-S, Wadaras on Twitter. There you go. Well, uh, as always, uh, opinions uh, and anything that you disagree with, you know, message at us. We always love discussing about it. But uh, as always, stay healthy, be clean, you know, keep your job. <laughs> 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 yeah, wow. clean out there. All right, wow. here we go.